0: Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm
1: Grumpy, together with Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting.
0: In this episode, we're back from the long, hot summer that wasn't very hot, nor long. Now, Lippy. Hello. We're back. (laughs) We're back. After That's a the quick long hot month,
1: sum- <laughs> Well, after the long hot summer that wasn't very hot and actually wasn't that long.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah, September and autumn seem to have come out very quickly.
0: Mm. Yeah, they have.
1: We had a cracking month actually, all told. You did. And I was thinking about this and I don't think it's right to explain all that went on for various holidays. Because it's a bit like having to go through somebody else's holiday photos, but um yeah. um through a podcast, which is not good. But I think there's no. a couple of things that need to be stated.
0: Funny stories.
1: Funny stories. So, so the first one, not that funny, actually. We started the week before we went away with a breakdown on the M25. Mm,
0: quite a long breakdown on the M25, it wasn't
1: it? wasn't too bad, but it was uh, it was a reasonable amount of time. But we had two more since then. Yes. So camper van broke down, split a hose on the A31 at Ringwood, uh, blocked one lane on a Sunday night, which is... Mm. Doesn't make you too popular. No, of oh course not. And um, they kept sending recovery vehicles that were too small, <laughs> which was a bit of a bit of a nuisance. But uh, we got it home eventually, and I managed to effect a bush repair, so that we went to a wayfest the following weekend, which seems to have held all right. But it's going into the garage because I can't reach the other end of the hoses.
0: Ah, uh, so you've done a little a bit of a bodge job,
1: a bush repair, I like to call it,
0: a bush repair until it can be properly fixed
1: that's right and there's a few hoses on there that are probably as old as the van which is mm. coming up for 20 years so they're, they're well due for for replacement and the other odd thing i did while i was away which you may have seen if you've looked at our facebook page is i bought a pipe
0: you did i you bought a thinking weirdo. pipe
1: yes <laughs> absolutely you're not the first to say that uh, i i i got it because i think it looks quite sophisticated i have no intention of filling it with tobacco and smoking it Mm. but i tend to chew byros when i work which is not very good um so actually going on a pipe but it does need a good clean because it does taste of old stale tobacco
0: Mm, i do kind of like that smell though is that a bit weird
1: no, it's not. No, our next-door neighbour often does Smokes gardening a with a pipe on the go, and that, mm. it is quite nice, I have to say. But um, yeah. uh, second-hand, very old smoke in the pipe. Probably not very good for you, apart from anything else. No. But we found it at this fantastic junk shop in Swanage. It looks like a relatively small building from the outside, but it just goes back and back and back. And I got various bits and pieces to uh, experiment with lamps with as well and 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 most importantly <laughs> actually i'm not going to tell you what it is what i'm going to do is i'm going to post it on instagram a picture of it see if people can guess what it is and i've been oh. looking for one of these for a long while and uh, i'm very very pleased with it
0: Ooh, i'll have a look see if i can guess
1: Yes, I don't think you saw it. I didn't know. Uh,
0: not that I remember anyway. I don't remember hearing you get very excited about a random thing other than the pipe. So.
1: Well, the problem is I bought it at the same time as the pipe. So there was uh, a lot of excitement. In the, the pipe excitement,
0: trumped it excitement. slightly. Yeah, the
1: pipe trumped it slightly. It's more visual. Uh, the other thing we took part in last weekend, Bank Holiday weekend, was Minis at Goodwood, which is a fundraiser for the Italian job, which is an event we've done twice now. And it raises yes. money for various children's charities. And last, the last one we did and uh, Sunday's event was for Buttle UK, which is a superb charity that helps families and kids in uh, dire straits. Basically, and the way that they're funded is that all of the money that we raise will go to the kids. No administration yeah. costs come out of that at all, and that is a that's yeah you know, that is brilliant as far mm. as we're concerned. Uh, the event raised £8,500 for Butler, which is cracking. There was wow, £140 millions there of various ages. And it comprises of a navigational vent, a navigational trip, either in the morning or the afternoon. They split us into two groups. And then you have a, a few drives around the track, which is very pleasant. And then they have this auto-test thing. So you have to do uh, – so there was a bit of a slalom, reverse into a garage and then drive over three plastic cups – and get into the finish box in exactly 40 seconds. And if you hit a cone, there's a penalty. If you miss one of the cups, there's a penalty. So we managed to get round without any penalties in 40.1 seconds.
0: Well done. That deserves a little... It does. And we won. Well, I'm not surprised if you did it yeah. in 40.1 seconds. Yeah.
1: Well, somebody else did it in 40.1 as well, but they missed one of the cones. Ah... Uh... Uh, so, yes, so that put them out of contention. So they so didn't we were have very as much chuffed. Skill. So that's the second time we've won that. So, yeah. second time that event's run, and we've got both trophies. So that was
0: impressive. You yes, won't be invited back next year.
1: Well, as uh, the chap that runs, his dad says, you're going to be nobbled next time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did it with that uh, full stick mode, of course. So we left Obviously. the line with both wheels spinning and squealing <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> We went into the slalom, which um, somewhat shook Wife of Grumpy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine she wasn't too impressed with that. No,
1: not at all. Anyway, talking of fast starts and epic engineering, which I'm always on the lookout for.
0: Always.
1: I found this thing on Facebook called Thunder Buggy, which describes itself as the world's fastest jet-powered Amish buggy.
0: Amish or Amish.
1: It's Amish, I did check the pronunciation huh. on um, on Google.
0: <laughs> I should check it. Amish sounds and it, funny. It's
1: based if you take a four wheeled cart that would have been pulled by a horse, uh, very popular mm. with the Amish community. What this guy's done is obviously reinforced it a bit, but it's basically the the standard wheels. And it looks, exactly, it looks completely stock from the outside. He's stuck in it. a Boeing 502-12 jet engine. I have no idea what that means, but the fact it's a jet engine, I mean, you would think meant it went very fast.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Guess what the top speed is?
0: Like 30 miles an hour?
1: 30?
0: Yeah.
1: No, it's a bit faster than that. It's 60 miles an hour. Ooh,
0: which is that's enough, fast. I would think, yeah, to be scary. Yeah. Well,
1: on little wooden wheels, I would think yeah. that's probably quite terrifying. Um, so, I'll put a link to the Facebook page. It's an American, obviously, because obviously.
0: it's <laughs> mad they engineering like in an that. Amish
1: buggy. Yes. Uh, what interests me is it says it's the world's fastest, which implies there are others.
0: Mm, interesting. I wonder if you could arrange some sort of meet up of all the speeded buggies and see Yes, which if is they, the if,
1: Yes. Well, maybe they've done that because they know it's the fastest.
0: Maybe they need to do a little tactical thing like you did. Because it's not always just about speed, is it?
1: No, it's not. No. It's about
0: practicability of being able to do things in it.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think I see what you're saying. (laughs) So you've been busy with a paintbrush over the last few weeks.
0: I've been so busy. To be honest, it didn't take me that long. I was quite impressed with myself, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I I was very impressed as well. Yeah,
0: so I think I think what happened is I painted the upstairs bedroom and that's where I did all my practicing because I was painting mainly white. So it didn't really matter if my cutting in wasn't that good because it was white on white. So
1: Yes. Yeah. It was like
0: two different shades of white, so it wasn't really the end of the world. But yeah, so we I painted I decided, we decided to paint the living room next. Don't know why we did it that way around. So, the guest room. Not a lot of friends that want to stay over, so it doesn't, we don't really need the guest room. Is that room. what you
1: send Chris when he's been a bad boy into the front yes. room with his Xbox?
0: With his Xbox, yeah. That's where he goes when he's being a bit of a pain. So, we thought we'd get that room nice for him, <laughs> so we painted it. So, we've gone sage green on all of the walls very happy and my cutting in was absolutely spot on there is no well there are smudges but they're so tiny you can't see them
1: that's very good very good indeed
0: so yeah double coated that
1: excellent
0: yeah i was very happy with myself to be honest
1: what i've been slightly less impressed with though is your measuring ability
0: my measuring ability is I like to use the technique where you have to measure like 10 times before you actually know what the measurement is.
1: That's not a bad thing. But when you measure it 10 times and say, oh, it's four centimeters instead of 14, and <laughs> then you cut the your finger on the tape measure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was quite a bad cut, to be honest. I just got my finger trapped between the metal bit and the where it goes in. And took my finger off the holder, and it just went, mm. sliced yeah. down the side of my finger.
1: So, anyway, for the decking repair job, it does require some power tools, which you're not going anywhere
0: near. But, but- I oh, can I try, like, a little bit? Because it does sound like fun.
1: Yeah. oh, well, we'll see. I'll
0: wear all the safety gear. I've got goggles.
1: Well, that's always very good.
0: And a mask.
1: Yes, but it's your fingers I'm all worried about, particularly with the electric planer, which takes no prisoners.
0: <laughs> i've cut a lot of my fingers off to be honest Well, not fully off well, but i've taken the top of my finger off you've, you've, yeah
1: not really <laughs> you've, well you've i
0: took a big work. chunk out of it cutting yeah, the edge of the grass
1: it's grown back so I, you would lose fingers to be honest so i probably would let's, let's not do that mm. anyway i thought of you over the last four weeks obviously several times that's but,
0: that's nice considering but, you're my dad
1: Once in particular, I came across a list that Jimmy Fallon had put together of disastrous first dates. (laughs) And for some unknown reason, this one, I thought, this sounds like a lippy date. Oh, no. So it's a tweet from a chap called Cassidy. So on my first date... She walked into the restaurant and proceeded to walk around the whole place because she had forgotten what I looked like. <laughs> I eventually waved her down after letting her walk and look around for five minutes, which, Cassidy, that is a bit cruel, to be honest, five but, Yeah,
0: minutes. you should wave uh, them over straight away.
1: Indeed. Uh, this lady is now his wife. So Aww. that's quite a sweet story. But that is quite was, a sweet story. there was... loads of these and presumably he's included them on his talk show but Mm. i'll put a link in i thought they were there's some cracky ones on there that's
0: funny cracking but
1: also some weirdos
0: yeah my first date with my partner he forgot to pay oh nice one we left this no well (laughs) we left um i don't know why i said my partner i've mentioned chris's name so many times on this podcast chris um we left through, like, the side gate because it was summer and we were sat in the garden. And I assumed when he went up to order the food, he had paid then. So, I didn't think anything of it. So, yeah, we left out the side gate. Then I get a message the next day saying, oh, I forgot to pay, so I'm going to go back. Oh, no. <laughs> and obviously, we'd only just met each other. And he didn't want me thinking that he did that a lot. So, he went back and paid. Yes, I should hope so, too. <laughs> the restaurant... Yeah. Really did not care. (laughs) No.
1: Well, as long as he went back, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, Mm. The second date I had with now wife of Grumpy, we went to a Chinese restaurant in Rygate, and we were the only two people in this massive restaurant. Oh, God. And for the first and only time, wife of Grumpy decided to eat a duck pancake with a pair of chopsticks.
0: (laughs) She's trying to show off.
1: Yeah, and she managed it. And I'm trying to do it. And there's bits of duck flying out the pancake. There's sauce over the tablecloth. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, It's best not trying to impress people with chopsticks, to be honest, unless you know what you're doing.
0: Yes, I'm not sure duck pancakes are meant to be eaten with chopsticks.
1: I don't know. And there wasn't anybody else in the restaurant to, uh, to uh, say. Well, um, have
0: yeah. you seen uh, this new technique of eating a duck pancake on a... Side note, is you stab the duck on the fork with your spring onion and your Mm. cucumber, if you're having it. No. Dunk it in the sauce, all on the fork. Then you hold the pancake over your mouth and then you shove the fork into the middle of the pancake. So it's like making a dumpling, but all into your mouth.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I think I might try it next time. I saw a video of it the other day and I was like, I need some duck pancakes now. I quite like
1: the idea of making it into something that you eat so the bits don't fall out.
0: Yeah, so it's all on the fork and mm. then you just put the fork into your mouth with the pancake, hold it, hold it over your mouth.
1: Held, I think the word is. Put.
0: Held, that's the one. <laughs> Held over your mouth. Hold, hold it would do. Hold it. I haven't spoken to many people over the last month. So my English No, you must have a lot of words to get out. I have a lot of words. A lot of words. That's why Chris has gone back to work.
1: Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. Okay. So one of the things we've talked about is doing a couple of specials.
0: Yes. And
1: one of them, is, and I've got a pile of books that I took with me to read on holiday, and I did read most of them, which was good. So one of them is about the film Jaws, which mm. I've always loved. It's one of my top films.
0: I love a shark film.
1: Yeah, oh, shop Well, I don't like all shark films, but certainly the later Jaws, not so good. No, um, no. And some and sharks in Venice is really an so bad. It's good type. Film. I don't
0: think I've seen sharks in it, Venice. It's
1: worth watching. Just for I its need to
0: watch that one.
1: Awfulness. Anyway, so I bought a book that I read all oh, probably forty years ago about the making of Jaws, and it's mm. very much set from it was filmed on an Island called Martha's Vineyard. And it's very much set from the Islanders perspective. And it, it's a brilliant read. It's, uh, there's some horrendous, uh, spelling mistakes in there though. But generally it's a very good read and you get a feel for what the Islanders were doing and making the most of this Hollywood juggernaut that turns up on their doorstep. and, and really overcharging at stuff like that. And then I started to get a bit obsessed. So I then bought another yeah. book, which I'm halfway through <laughs> which is from the guy who was the screenwriter and he did a bit of acting in it as well. And he explains the process more from the producer's side of it than obviously the, The Islander side of it. And then I've got a third book, which is just full of images and little notes on stuff. which is a massive book, which I'm looking forward to getting through that one immensely. So it has become a bit of an obsession, I have to say.
0: Yeah. You are one of these people, though, that when you get interested in something, you buy every book under the sun about that thing. And you read all the details and you become like a master of that thing.
1: Well, some people would say bore.
0: Yes, or Bore.
1: Yeah, so you should see the number of mini-books I've got on the bookshelf. Mm. That's, that's quite uh, quite.
0: Thankfully, nice. we're all quite interested in Jaws, so I'm happy to be told
1: S- so that's okay. facts. But I have now become obsessed about something else. Oh, uh, what? Bees, butterflies, and insects.
0: Why? I because,
1: because I tell you, the, the key thing was, the bees have worried me for a while. <laughs> and no seriously
0: no i know sorry it's just the way he,
1: the bees have been worrying <laughs> they they are worried they have worried me and now the insects are really worrying me and it was a bit in clarkson's farm where he talks about 30 years ago you would drive somewhere on during the summer and your car would be splattered in dead flies and mm. that is not the case anymore. And mm. I found out there is a, a charity in the UK that's looking at bugs and bug conservation, which I have joined as a member, obviously. And they have, which I actually missed, but was a bug watch for a number of months, I think, as it ended at the mm. end of August. So what you did, you cleaned the number plate on your car before a trip. And then it was a very good app. So you put in the details of the trip, and then you had what they mm. called a splatometer, which was cut out from card that went over the number plate, and then you counted the number of bugs on the number plate, and then they could presumably collate all of that information. I'm you're looking
0: confused. No, I'm not confused. Well, uh, Well, if you're trying to help the conservation of bugs, surely counting how many you killed isn't... A good way to do that.
1: Kidding them's not a good thing. But if you're going to do that journey anyway, you're somehow measuring the density of it. And I guess what they can do is look at different parts of the UK mm-hmm. and see if there's concentration of bugs in one place and another. Yes. But I did well, find out, surprisingly, there is a use for wasps.
0: Is there?
1: Mm.
0: Well, I was just thinking they're all B words.
1: Nope. They eat spiders.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, lot of spiders in my uh, house. Well,
1: you need more wasps. And I think I could probably count the number of wasps I've seen this year on the fingers of one hand.
0: I've barely seen any. It's because it's not been that warm, so I haven't been set outside. But
1: it has been a bit rubbish, hasn't it?
0: But but um, I think Chris would prefer the spiders over the wasps. He doesn't mind spiders, but he is absolutely terrified of wasps. Oh, really? Yes, it's hilarious.
1: It's not really.
0: I've had to save him a few times.
1: Uh, what wasp but attack?
0: If you are missing looking at butterflies and bugs and insects, you're welcome to come and sit in my living room because we have so many, possibly due to the fact we back onto a forest. Yes. So they are just in the hundreds of butterflies during the day. We get so many and then we get loads of little insects in the evening. So it's lovely.
1: That's very good. That is really good. Uh, so I have bought a book, obviously second-hand okay, book see. about um, flowers and how you can plant up flowers that attract butterflies or mm-hmm. or bees or both in some cases. But also, what's quite interesting is growing plants and flowers that attract caterpillars. Mm. So butterflies will lay their larvae close to where there's food. So if you build a bug hotel, which is like a like great deal of fun. Next to plants that the caterpillars were used to eat, then you're more likely to get um, the butterflies laying larvae in the I bug hotel.
0: Would quite like to have a hotel of caterpillars turning into butterflies.
1: Well, that's the thing. If Is you that build, yeah. If do? well, if you look online, there's loads of information about how to build bug hotels, and some of them are massive, so they're I'm multi-pallet. Build a bug hotel. But if you. If you want to attract certain things, then you have to build things in certain ways. So and I can't remember which one it is, but there's one that's basically fur cones that you string together. Mm. And that that's a I think that might be but um ladybirds. So mm. there's lots of there's loads birds. of information online. No, but what I'm saying is that you need different habitats for yes. different yes. Uh, Insects. insects.
0: That I understand. Like yeah. that, that is something you normally get toward primary school, that different animals live in different places.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Primary school was a very long time ago
0: <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> On the basis that today is the 40th anniversary of when I started working in IT or well, data processing. as God, it was you're thought.
0: old. I know.
1: Still blagging it after 40 years.
0: Man, that's impressive.
1: Anyway, something else I came across, uh, which I think I have seen before, and it's a picture of a World War II uh, plane, fighter plane or a bomber. Mm. I'm not sure which. And what they did when the planes came back, so the ones that came back, they analysed where the damage was and they produced a schematic diagram of the plane with lots of red dots where the damage was. Oh, yeah. So the idea is is that they would then strengthen the planes. Mm. So what they started doing is strengthening the place where the red dots were. But then somebody pointed out that actually the ones that have been shot where the red dots are have got home, which suggests that the ones that have been shot where there aren't red dots are the ones that didn't get home. So Yeah, Mm. so actually you need to flip this and strengthen the parts of the plane that were coming home with holes in, which I thought was quite clever. So I'll put a a link to that. That is quite quite an interesting way of thinking Mm. about it. Another example, they call this thing survivorship bias, and they'll – They'll explain that in some detail in the article, but they also talk about World War One and the issue of helmets for soldiers. Mm. So they started giving them helmets, and the number of wounded soldiers skyrocketed, but the number of dead ones decreased quite dramatically. Ah! Oh. Which suggests that obviously the helmet was doing its job, and whilst mm. people were getting hurt, they weren't dying, which is quite that's good. Yeah, quite an interesting thing. But what it's talking about is how uh, correlation does not cause causation no which is a thing over and over again we see we've talked about this before Mm, massively yeah and so it's a a very very good article on that basis i recommend that
0: yeah that does sound interesting that one
1: now we've talked about wd-40 a lot on here yes for various things
0: (laughs) if you'd like to sponsor us we'll take yes
1: wd-40 well actually interestingly or not depending on how you look at it if you look at salvage rebuilds uk youtube channel which i thoroughly enjoy where they mm. take cars that have been uh well have some faults with them and then they rebuild them and flip them so they've actually got a can of wd-40 with the, the guy who does the film in his face on the front of it they've done a special <laughs> one for him which is brilliant that's great and i think they've done only two or three of these and they they gave one away in a um sort of raffly type thing so uh, so yes that would be quite cool so have, that a uh, be a hippie and grumpy wd-40 tin uh, and i came across a whole list of different uses for wd-40 some of which mm. i would seen before but this one i thought was particularly good so if you're mowing the grass and sometimes you do it when it's a little bit obviously you don't because you've got astroturf so this doesn't know. apply to you so you don't need to listen to this so using the mower the grass is a little bit wet and it tends to clog up on the inside particularly if you've got a rotary yes. mower rather than the cylinder mower so, what they're saying is that if, if you've got the inside clean, squirt a WD-40 and sort of whizz it all around the inside before you start, grass doesn't stick to it.
0: Mm, so, you don't
1: spend ages tipping the mower on its side, cleaning all the grass off the inside, and
0: then, in again. then
1: realizing you tipped it the wrong way and you've emptied half the contents of the petrol tank into the air filter, took it back <laughs> up again, and it then smokes for 20 minutes because it's trying to burn <laughs> off petrol. and. And I'm surprised there's not been a fire doing that. So, that, I thought that was a great tip. But we'll put that the is other. A good tip. It is a really good tip. But there was loads, loads, and loads on here.
0: What's the strangest thing you've used WD-40 for?
1: It was to stop a, a shaving cut.
0: Oh yes. yes, which I think
1: is where we started with this.
0: Mm. Do you know what the strangest thing I've used WD-40 for? Go on. To get myself out of a skirt that I got stuck in.
1: Oh, with the zip. With zip. Yeah. yeah. Yes, good for that.
0: It was very handy. I was in a full-on panic that I could not get out of this skirt.
1: I'm impressed that you had some WD40 to hand.
0: It was part of the uh, toolbox that you bought me when I moved ah,
1: out. Ah, <laughs> that would explain. Which
0: it. has come in very handy because Chris doesn't own any tools at all. So that is our toolbox.
1: He's not Mr. DIY, Chris. And He's that's not, not a DIY. criticism in the no. slightest.
0: I'm, I'm Mrs. DIY. I do all the DIY. Yes, you do. Mm, which I quite you like.
1: Do. Still not Until using an electric myself. planer. Not <laughs> using that electric not going to happen.
0: But uh, what if I practice with a pretend one?
1: How can you do that?
0: Just hold something and go... Well, you
1: can make the noise. You can definitely make the noise.
0: I, I'm allowed to cut with a sharp knife.
1: This, well, that's the best knife to cut with. <laughs> so it's the, you're more likely to hit yourself with a blunt one.
0: True. That is true.
1: We've talked about, fairly recently, about Zippo lighters and arson, or setting mm. lights to things, and yes. how many films involve a Zippo lighter from a, a gentleman that has not smoked at all, yeah. and which he then lights and then casually flip, throws the whole lighter into the, well, whatever it is, he, wants to, he or she wants to set a light, which seems mm. very wasteful to me. Now, we were watching a film called The Gentleman, for the yes, second time. it's great film. It was a great film. I mean, an absolutely stunning performance by
0: Matthew McConaughey.
1: No, Hugh Grant. Oh, I know who. Got you, yes, yes, Hugh, Grant. Hugh Grant. I mean, just mm. so outside of his normal characters. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And there's a scene in there where there's a bit of a torching going on, and you don't see the guy doing it, but you see the Zippo lighter, and then you see him lighting a piece of paper newspaper and then throwing the newspaper in the fire, and walking away with a Zippo lighter. So once again, it comes down to the British to show the Americans how to do it.
0: Yes, don't throw do the whole thing
1: in. Don't throw the whole thing in. That's just bonkers.
0: <laughs> you have to buy a new one.
1: Indeed. So the other thing we've worked on over the last few weeks is merch.
0: Merch. We are branded.
1: A mug turned up on the doorstep this morning.
0: <laughs> just in, one in a,
1: just one yeah there should just be some more mug. but there's just one no sign of the t-shirts um so we've got a bit of fiddling to do with that the logo is not quite big enough and it's not quite in the right place but they're good old sturdy mugs if you like yeah, a big mug,
0: proper mug.
1: You, yeah proper mug you'll like, like us <laughs> yeah good for builders tea well yeah. maybe we'll put that on the mug maybe we'll have one and we've picked a company that has processing or production plants in many many countries so you There's one point of ordering, and then they'll use the plant closest to the person receiving it. So that, I thought, was very good, rather than shipping it across from the States Mm. all the time, which a lot of these seem to do. Good
0: local production.
1: Yeah, so hopefully, within the next month or so, we should have that up and running. Yeah. We should be quite good. Be walking
0: around with my shirt on.
1: Yes, absolutely. So we'd like to try them before before letting loose on the public
0: definitely so definitely
1: good news there so i went down to the allotment with wife of grumpy this weekend I heard. having not been down there since well before we went away mm. and um, regrettably the peas had uh, taken a battering and they had gone oh and no yeah i should have picked some before we left uh, there was a few ready but i think it There was a little bit of hot weather, but the timing has just been awful this year. Things have been Mm. later than expected. And going away in the first two weeks of August is is not brilliant for that sort of thing. But I did harvest a whole load more rhubarb. So we had rhubarb crumble. Yes. I've um, also
0: been told I'm being made a rhubarb crumble to put in the freezer so that I don't have to make it.
1: Oh, I was not aware of this. Ah. So there's a pot of stewed rhubarb and there's a bag full of stuff to go still. Mm -hmm. So uh, probably pushing it a bit with uh, pulling it in the end of August, but um, it was too good to turn up.
0: I've still got a whole pot in my freezer. Oh,
1: excellent. Yes, it does make quite a lot because it doesn't shrink down much, which is unusual for Mm. food. It's (laughs) a shrink when you cook it, mushrooms in particular. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Apart from rice and pasta.
1: Yes, they go the other way, don't they? Yes, yeah, so there's a few raspberries coming, so they seem to be late as well.
0: Oh, I love And I was raspberry. looking
1: at, at Nick next door's plot, and he's been doing it for 30, 40 years. And his raspberries, which are normally all about six foot tall and absolutely full, were very stunted and not very full. So I think ah. it's been a challenging year all around yeah. for.
0: That's for good to know it's stuff. not just your plot.
1: It's not just me that's killing things. No. Mm. Yeah, so we had a good old clear-up, which was quite good. Mm. And um, part of my bee insect butterfly thrust, as it were, is to put some boxes around the fruit cage with bee butterfly and insect attracting plants in them.
0: Oh, lavender. I know that's your save. Yes, a bit,
1: yes, bit of lavender. Don't mind a bit of lavender. I've grown used to that. Over I'll
0: tell years. you why you've grown used to that. Because you're old.
1: (laughs) I I think there's an element of truth in that. Um, You
0: always used to say lavender was an old person's smell, and now that you like it.
1: It is, and I'll tell you why. Because my grandmother, who was born in 1901, she would have a chest of drawers, and in there would be her clothes would be a little pouch of dried lavender. So all of her clothes would smell of lavender, which just seems slightly wrong
0: Mm. to me.
1: And um, that may be a thing to do with washing powder and not having it, so they freshen the clothes up a little. Softener, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't have thought it softened it; just made it smell a bit better.
0: Huh.
1: Bear in mind, she had well, her kitchen appliances were from probably the early nineteen thirties, so consisted of a the most bizarre washing machine you've ever seen and a spinner that had a mind of its own. You had to sit on it, stop it running <laughs> across the. Across the <laughs> room. Yes, very... Yeah, none of these uh, automatic washing machine nonsense. It was uh, two appliances and, and lots of manual intervention. Yeah, very old school.
0: So, enough of the
1: ramblings. Lippy, have you got a top tip
0: for us? I do. And my top tip is quite ironic, considering the conversation you brought up earlier.
1: Ah. Oh, yes. dear.
0: So, we, uh, we went and bought sofas for our front room at the weekend. Got a cracking deal because... I don't like buying something if I don't have money off, basically. <laughs> Who does? Anyway, so my top tip is measuring related.
1: Oh, dear.
0: My So my top tip is to make sure you measure the area in which you want the sofa or the product to go before purchasing the product because obviously... In a store where it's just massive, it looks a lot smaller than it will be in your living room.
1: Oh, yes.
0: We thankfully are okay, but literally only just. It just fits.
1: I think that is really, is a lippy state of the obvious.
0: It is, but it's not everyone thinks about it. We rushed out the house and I measured it before, but I only measured one part of it. I didn't think I need to measure the other part of it the other wall because yes. we bought like a sofa and an armchair so i measured where the armchair was going because we got one of those like double like one and a half chairs chairs yeah so i measured that bit but i didn't measure where the sofa was because it's such a long wall i just assumed it would fit
1: yeah it's the assumption Bad. mother of all mistakes
0: it makes a donkey out of me and you because we don't say naughty words on he, it no
1: we don't so uh yes well, that is a good top tip, but it is patently obvious to do that.
0: All right, I half did it. I half did it.
1: My top tip would be always measuring millimeters. Why? Because most engineering type drawings are in millimeters. But and the consistency. <laughs> yeah, I still do it in millimeters. And interestingly, as 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 much as the metric system is superb in that a liter of water weighs a kilogram, mm. and the tie ups there, there is more mistakes with the metric system than there is with Imperial. Oh. Because you would that. say something like one foot three inches or one foot three and two sixteenth inches. Whereas you could say four centimetres and actually mean four millimetres.
0: Oh, I see.
1: So the scales are the same, which can mm. lead to some monumental mistakes. Examples of yes. which I don't have, but uh, <laughs> So, I have a shark related fact of the week.
0: Yes! Go!
1: Interesting, I think. So, in 1935, fishermen caught a tiger shark and put it on display in an aquarium in Sydney, where it vomited a human arm. <laughs> oh God! A shark expert concluded that the shark had not bitten it off and the limb had been cleanly removed with a blade. The arm also had a tattoo which revealed that it belonged to a man who had gone missing a few weeks earlier, resulting in a murder investigation and the arrest of the criminals.
0: Damn!
1: Yeah. So the shark had presumably just been minding its own business, found this arm in the water and...
0: Just uh, ate it.
1: Well, it's a snack. Yeah. It's oddly eaten it whole as well, which I think they do, don't they? Yeah. That's
0: mad.
1: That is mad, isn't it? But what a great mad. story.
0: It's mad for them to assume... Oh, I guess they looked at the arm and it wasn't jagged.
1: Yes. Yeah, it would be ripped. Yeah,
0: okay. I was going to say, Probably. that's mad for them to assume that it wasn't bitten off as well. But actually, they well, it would have seen... I think it
1: would have been fairly off.
0: Mm. Crazy. See, that's why you should have tattoos, kids. It's an identifying... Well,
1: maybe a barcode. <laughs>
0: yeah. But you have to have all barcodes everywhere
1: true in case one because what
0: if what if your hand went but not your whole arm
1: well that's just gonna be silly isn't it
0: (laughs) just one giant barcode (laughs) made up of mini barcodes
1: yes i think i think you need to go have a lie down now
0: yeah i'm a bit tired to be honest
1: (laughs) that's it for this podcast thank you so much for listening
0: You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform.
1: If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review.
0: And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk.
1: So it's goodbye from me.
0: And goodbye from him. goodbye. Goodbye.